So the point I'm trying to make is you don't even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your job in this constitutional republic. If this body determines that your conduct as a public official is clearly out of bounds in your role, because impeachment is not about punishment. Impeachment is about cleansing the office. Impeachment is about restoring honor and integrity to the office. This is Progressive South. I'm Will Lockamy. I'm Heather Milam. All right, Heather. Impeachment. Uh, here, here we go. That's what we're going to talk about today. And there's a lot to talk about. Like, what is impeachment? Why are we talking about this? What do you think should happen with this? What do I think should happen with this? What are the candidates thinking should happen with this? And what is a country as a whole thinking should happen with this? So obviously, I think everybody knows the reason we are all talking about this as a country, for better or worse, is because of the um, redacted Mueller report that finally came out. And it was pretty different from what the attorney general had, first of all, said in the summary, which I can almost kind of understand the summary, whatever. It is just a summary. The thing that threw me was the press conference he had before it was released hours later. What he said in the press conference was so different than what we all could read with our own eyes. He was clearly trying to set the narrative of that press conference, if only for an hour or two um, leading up to when the redacted report was released to uh, the media. But going back to the um, the summary that he released, what, two, three, four weeks ago at this point? Yeah. I, I, dates, excuse me. But even that, well, he could have just released Mueller's team's Summary. Summary. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah, I hate to say but, that I'm really disappointed in him, because I don't know why I would have had I am. Like, super high hopes. But I was honestly disappointed. He is working as the personal lawyer to the President of the United States, but the Attorney General works for us. Correct. He is our employee. and uh, But, you know, when he provided that almost 20-page uh, memo saying, basically, you know, you can't indict a sitting president, that was a job up application, and... You know, the the president and his team said, all right, that is our AG pick. Yes. So, yeah, here we are without just like totally rehashing the Mueller report. Let's do this. Let's just talk about impeachment and what it is, first of all, because I think most people pretty much know what it is. But exactly what does it mean? And the implications that come along with it, the process. Okay, so an impeachment proceeding is a legal process of an individual accused of wrongdoing. And this can include the president, the vice president, civil officers of the United States. The impeachment occurs with a conviction of, quote, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And that's the subjective part that a lot of us, you know, are discussing. What are high crimes and misdemeanors? It kind of seems like that would just be uh, anything that's illegal. Like, why even put treason and bribery in there? Just high crimes and misdemeanors. That kind of takes care of everything. All-encompassing. Yeah. Impeachment proceedings most typically commence with a member of the House making a suggestion to launch an impeachment hearing. Now, then the Speaker of the House, the leader of the majority party, in this case, Nancy Pelosi, then decides whether or not to proceed. If they do proceed, then the Speaker decides which committee there in the House will handle the inquiry. The committee then decides on the grounds of impeachment and can recommend an impeachment vote for the House. Now, the impeachment vote requires only 50% plus one of the House. That's it. If it's passed, they then will adopt a 
resolution to notify the Senate, at which case the Senate then has its own proceedings in the form of a trial with each side having the right to call witnesses and perform cross-examinations. Only two presidents have been impeached. Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton both were acquitted in the Senate. You want to go first? You want me to? I want you to go first because I think I'm going to have a bit. I'm going to. I will have a few injections, and I don't have a definitive answer. Okay. So, spoiler alert: I've got lots of cons. Um, <laughs> I was the, not expecting that from oh, you. Oh yeah, no, totally. Okay, because I think for history, we need to have congressional hearings on what has happened and what the Mueller report said. I think Barr, Mueller, and many others need to come and and speak. To Congress now. Granted, I'm also so tired of how political those congressional hearings are. It's it's really embarrassing. It's honestly embarrassing. But whatever, we need to have all that stuff. Talking on, to you, Trey Gowdy. <laughs> we need to have all that stuff <laughs> on paper and in writing for history. But I think we are so divided as a country right now. I think that first of all, most people, Heather, I know that you and I drive ourselves crazy reading and watching the news and trying to keep up with what's going on. But what I find when I talk to a lot of people is most of the country's not doing that. They're getting the big pictures here and there. They're not, you know, really diving into what's happening. So many people don't even know what the president tweets every day, which to me is like, how can you not keep up with that? But listen, I promise a lot of people don't keep up with that. So I think this whole thing, the Mueller thing, has been such a huge cloud over the country, and a necessary cloud, by the way, in my opinion. But it's been such a huge cloud that I think the longer now it drags out and the closer to the election, people are going to really be turned off by the whole thing. So so my my feeling is that if, if Democrats, like, go for it, like, oh, we're going to impeach this dude— and get him out off, which is, of course, completely unrealistic. The Senate will never allow for it, of course. So I think it will just be more divisive. I think if Democrats would like to win back the presidency, whether it's uh, Pete Buttigieg or Mayor Pete, whoever's going to win it, it's going to have to be done by talking about things that are important to the American people. And right now, I just don't think this stuff, even though I do think it's important, I think for the overall, uh, I don't think it's the most important thing on people's minds. I agree with you, but I think it's worth pointing out that a lot of people whose minds it's not on or who are exhausted by it are his loyal base. And the reason that there is a loyal base of around 37% strongly holding uh, is because they're not paying attention to a lot of what's going on. It's very dystopic in its nature. It's very dystopic, the loyalty that anyone has to this presidency. You either have it for one of two reasons. One, you're buying into the propaganda. Or two, you're in a political position like a Mike Pence or a Mitch McConnell or a um, Mark Meadows who, who, were, who were getting political wins, like in the courts, for following this guy. Otherwise, there's nothing else there. I mean, it's an empty suit in in the White House. And that's actually a kind of a compliment, because that would insinuate that there's really no damage being done, except that there's a lot of institutional damage being done. But let's let's look back at the second sentence in the Mueller report, and whether or not we proceed with impeachment hearings, and we'll get back to your cons. Um, It's important to remember this and why this investigation was happening in the first place. Quote, the Russian government interfered in the 2016 presidential election in sweeping and systemic fashion. That is what prompted 
all of this. And what we know is that there were attempts all throughout his campaign to work with oligarchs in Russia, from Russia and to get their influence. Kushner was trying to establish a back channel with Russia regarding Syria. I think we have to continue investigating that because there's already a threat with the 2020 election. They will continue, and by they, I mean foreign agents like Russia, Russia, not like Russia, Russia, will continue to, uh, as the, the Mueller report stated, interfere in sweeping and systemic, systematic fashions in our elections. And if we, as a country and the House, don't act on some type of reprimanding, whether it be impeachment proceedings or whether it be trials within the, within the House, then they'll know they can get away with it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. That's that's my feeling on it exactly. I think the other things, which these are unrealistic, but you know, people that really want the president to not be the president and they want it now, like I just think that is would be such a horrible thing for the country. And look, I don't want him to be president either. But two things: one, it will forever with his base go down as like we voted for this guy and they stole that from us. Like this is a corrupt thing. You know, we heard Barr say that there was no obstruction and no collusion. We heard it. Barr said it. Special counsel found no collusion by any Americans. The deputy attorney general and I concluded that the evidence developed by the special counsel is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. And now they've taken away the guy that we voted for. That's a very divisive thing that would take a very long time to heal. From. I, I just don't think it would be a good way to go about this. Second, also, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Pence. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I do think he's a better option than, you know, the president we currently have. But I don't think he's somebody I would like to see as president. And I do think he may have a decent chance of winning in 2020. But the, you know, Republicans really like Mike Pence. And so... I don't want to see him running in 2020. I think this is, um, I've been going back to this series of tweets and I'm going to cross promote a very popular podcast uh, from Crooked Media, Pod uh, Pod Save America. But Dan Fiver, a communications director under the Obama White House, has a string of tweets here that I think are worth reading because I think this backs up exactly what you were saying. He says some thoughts about what Democrats could do moving forward. First, don't take impeachment off the table. Second, get Mueller to the Hill as soon as possible to explain the report. And then subpoena Barr to hold him to account for his lies and misdeeds. Third, begin proceedings to impeach or censor Barr, which is also very interesting. Fourth, plot out nine months of high profile newsmaking hearings with witnesses like Don Jr., Kushner, etc. And every time the story is about to fade, another hearing happens. Control that narrative for as long as possible. And then finally, Democratic candidates and Democratic-aligned super PACs should use their messaging power to focus on exactly what you were saying, taxes and health care. And so I see that as sort of the natural process, because I do think keeping people like Don Jr. and Kushner and Barr and even Mueller in these hearings and pointing out this continued narrative leading up to the 2020 election just continues to show the absurdity because there are people out there still that are never Trumpers. And if you find if you're watching these individuals either lying to the, in the Mueller report or lying to Congress or covering up their misdeeds or pointing out their clear obstruction, obstructions of justice, I think that that will, you know, if if not sway some individuals, just reaffirm those who were like, man, this guy's got to go, you know, because even Adam Gopnik in the New York and the New Yorker was saying that, you know, opinions are open for debate, but 
there is some behavior that is just really out of bounds. And I think that there are enough decent people who vote on the Republican side who look at it and go, you know, there's there's a line in the sand. And when you're willing to sell your country for a Trump Tower in Moscow or for a few more judicial seats, maybe that's the line that we're crossing. And we can all collectively agree that this is not okay. So I feel like you and I are on the same page about this. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's not like I don't want him to be held accountable. I do. I just also, for as weird as it sounds, think that if that goes the length, that could be a bad thing for the country in the end. Okay, so here are three things that I would say against impeachment. Uh, One, Mike Pence. Plain and simple. I mean, he knows how the systems work. The one thing you get with this guy in the White House currently, Trump, is that he just doesn't know how government works. He's just bumbling around and getting away with stuff because he just stopped like centimeters short of going full on, you know, whatever the crime is, if, if not, you know, tacitly kind of committing those crimes. But Mike Pence knows how the system works. And he's very, he's very anti-LGBTQ. He knows how to work against uh, regulation for, you know, uh, to protect our, our planet against climate change. Um, and he's one of those individuals who wants to pack the courts to support his own ideological uh, opinions and views. So Mike Pence, uh, number two, because impeachment can be passed with only 50% plus one of the House voting, Who's to say that moving forward, would it be waged politically like a political warfare in the future? I don't know. And does this set the stage for it? I mean, there are clear reasons why the impeachment proceedings could and should, you know, proceed. But I I honestly don't put it past the Republicans to do that. We've already seen what they've done uh, with the courts. But then doing what's right. You know, it's the that's the principled argument for impeachment is moving forward because we know that they have attempted to, to obstruct justice. We know this. This is not, you cannot deny this. This is factual. We have seen it. We've witnessed it with our own eyes. It is in the report, even in the, un, the, the redacted report, we are seeing instances of obstruction. And I think, I think Mueller, what he was doing was allowing the people to bring the charges. I think he was erring on the side of extreme caution, and I can't say that I disagree with the way he proceeded with his report and his recommendations, but I, but it is clear that he is leaving it, leaving it up to the people, and the people is Congress. That is the House of Representatives that he says should be the one to bring these charges against the sitting president. And, you know, by all accounts, he's encouraging it based on the words in that document at the beginning and at the end. And even in between, he is saying, look, you know, he is not clear. And, you know, it, it, it nece- isn't necessarily my job to bring this, but I- <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't uh, deny the opportunity for impeachment proceedings and removal from office. So let's look at the candidates and where they stand now. USA Today put out an article that kind of lists, not everyone, not all 400 of them, but at least a a few of them that have come out and said where they stand on this topic. Looks like there are two that are calling for immediate impeachment. That is Senator Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, according to USA Today. Those are the two they're saying, right now, let's get this thing going. Got to do it. Beto O'Rourke has taken the, well, let's leave that up to the House. That's not my decision. I'm a candidate right now. I'm going to let, I'm going to trust Congress to make the right decision on that. 
And then kind of what I think, at least I'm saying, uh, who's just calling for further investigation at this point, that is Senator Cory Booker and Bernie Sanders and Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. I had not read this, but this is kind of similar to what I was thinking. Senator Bernie Sanders said that impeachment might distract from other really important issues that voters care about. And in that way, that would work to Trump's advantage in 2020, because we already know it's very unrealistic that impeachment would go all the way through the House and Senate. So that's where the candidates are standing at this point. It's going to be interesting to watch. There's no question about that. I go back to what Stacey Abrams said. Look, you are not going to convert people. That's the hardest thing to do. But what you can do is you can go out there and give people a reason to vote. And maybe impeachment process, the impeachment process gives people a reason to vote him out. Maybe it gives them a reason to vote for the Democratic candidate. Um, Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. That conversation needs to be had. But I do think we have to go out there and give people a reason to vote. Healthcare is one of them. You know, reducing our taxes as middle income and lower income people. That's one of those. Removing a grocery tax and on and on and on. Those are the things that people want to vote for. And I would be remiss to say that impeachment is not one of those things. Maybe it is. I think it speaks to the far left part of the Democratic Party. Um, I don't know that it necessarily eliminates those who are in the middle either. So, yeah. There's my rant. All right, Heather, time for the non-news story of the week. I have gone to a cable news uh, channel's website, which I hate doing, but here I am. And so I go down, let's see, one, two, three, the fifth top story, the fifth top story. Here it is. Um, It's about genuine assets, which, of course, genuine assets, as far as, like, companies are concerned, is tangible or intangible resources and capabilities that enable organizations to achieve their objectives, right? Those are your genuine assets. Um, And so here we go. That's what we're going to talk about. The uh, headline under genuine assets is Instagram butt model enlist doc to prove her rear is real. And there is a picture of her uh, derriere (laughs) right there. That's the fifth leading story on this very popular news website. That's not an ad, by the way. That is that's the fifth story. That is such I'm going to click cli- on it. <laughs> that is I'm, are you going to say clickbait? Because I'm clicking. That is a cliched sex sells. That is ridiculous. Can you believe this is on the website that like my great aunt goes to? <laughs> I wonder what she thinks about that. I should ask her. You should. I would love to hear her comments. Maybe we could talk about that next week. I can't believe that's a story. Uh, yeah. The model's name is Daisy Keach. Uh, for anyone wanting to Google, Who? that's K-E-E-C-H. <laughs> Don't encourage it. Oh, my gosh. This girl's 19. What? The 19-year-old influencer, which, by the way, I can't stand that word. Yeah. That whole, oh, the whole idea. I think that that is a blip on the cultural radar that will fizzle out as fast as it fizzled in. Listen, she is tired of followers saying that uh, she's faking her gifted glutes. She's brought in a renowned plastic surgeon to prove it. I'm only reading this because, again, it's the number five story here on this. Uh, First off... uh, What are we doing? I don't know. I I was watching um, a comedian yesterday on a Netflix special, and he said, this whole idea of social media, like, you're... If I put out there that... Uh, you know, I don't like birds because they chirp too loud. Yeah, that's true. And then, <laughs> depends on what time it is in the morning. I don't like birds because they chirp too loud. And if you love birds and you follow me and you come at me with, I can't believe you hate birds. You don't like birds. Just it, it, 
unfollow me. I am not your problem. You can eliminate that immediately. And so this is a little bit of that. It's like, why do you care what people think? It's not your problem. You, It's not, what uh, What are you doing? If people are concerned about her bum, go elsewhere. Yep. I can't even believe I'm arguing for this <laughs> We had a listener, uh, Elizabeth Basil, write in recently and say the same thing. Like people that, you know, the pet peeve about social media is people that complain about the people they follow. Like, right. hey, hey, unfollow them. Just unfollow. It makes perfect sense. So this person, uh, I can't even. I know. Yeah, there's no even reason to talk about it more <laughs> other than I was just shocked that that was right there at the top of the page. And again, not an advertisement. That was... A well, new story. This is the. This is the this story is was why. originally. By the way, at the bottom it says the story was originally published by the New York Post. Is that like a tabloid? That's like a tabloid. Oh, that's right? a Murdoch paper. That's the okay. Well, yeah, that's the tabloid paper out of New York that Murdoch owns. That yeah. basically um, <laughs> that put on the front cover um, the nine eleven photo, and then Ilana Mar and basically you know perpetuated this intolerance of her as a Muslim and it was just so gross. Gross. That's the post. There you go. All right. Well, that was fun. I got to run so I can go follow Daisy Keach. (laughs) K-E-E-C-H. Don't you dare. This has been fun, Heather. This has been fun. It's, it's It's a complicated conversation and a decision that won't be made. Impeachment and the decision to move forward with that is not a decision made lightly. And, you know, comprehensively thinking about the future of the country. Hey, don't forget, if you feel so inclined, you can um, subscribe to this podcast. You can also, you know, give it the the amount of stars that you like, which should only be five. And then you can leave a review. I hate to say all that stuff, but it's actually important. It's how they kind of rank the ratings there, especially on iTunes. So, yeah, go and do all that stuff. And we love to hear from you guys. Keep in touch with us at Pod South on Twitter. I'm at Will Lockme all over social media and at Heather Milam as well. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will.